Rachel had a major mal uh, wardrobe malfunction. Her outfit that she chose to wear, it didn't come out right. It was just, it was, it was not right. Let me just put you like that. So she had to literally borrow her girlfriend's outfit. Now her girlfriend's like maybe a size or two smaller than her, but it was spandex. She pulls this outfit up and the minute she sat down, it split right down. (laughs) S-double-U to the V. S-double-U to the V. Taj is on the podcast and she's telling us what happened on Versus and many other juicy details. Naked on the other side of the break. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, The search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with. In a world we're vulnerable, considered weak. Come and remove the veil from entertainment's elite. It's the difference between what is real and what the public sees. So here's your favorite celebrities behind the scenes. It's refreshing, authentic, the whole story specific. Life altering events to shape the person that you hear. We got a champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. It's the greatest in sports and entertainment connected with every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to a new edition of Naked. I have to tell you, uh, this week has been insane for me personally. Does anyone have an animal? I mean, I know it's different than having children. I, I completely understand that. But these animals become so a part of your life. And my dog had all these major procedures today. And I am telling you, it was hard for me to focus. But with that being said, once I played the podcast for her, because yes, I do play it for my animal. <laughs> she loved it. And so will you. Uh, today we have Taj on the podcast. You guys know her, right? S double U to the V. S double U to the V. Uh, Taj George, married to Eddie George, um, but f- former football player, NFL veteran Eddie George. But that's not what she's known for. To me, 
She is SWV. And you will hear how much I am fawning over her from my college years, from, you know, how I could remember how she really truly or at least made me feel like that's my dog talking, forgive her, made me feel like, you know, brown women are beautiful because she was one of the first few images that I saw of this really beautiful brown woman. And I told her that. But most importantly, their music was empowering. And if you didn't watch the most recent Versus, which is why I love Versus, Versus introduces a new generation to music they may not have known. SWV killed it. I mean, and she gets into the details of where they struggled. Some never be heard, excuse me, never before heard behind the scene info is what I'm trying to get out. So you're going to love it. Uh, sit back, relax, uh, listen to this entertainer, uh, this author, this mother, this wife, this amazing woman. Did I mention she also was like final four on Survivor season 18? Crazy. You got to watch it all. That's my dog Coco co-signing. If you can hear that in the background, she's like, oh man, mom. Oh, is that it? We over? I want to hear more from Taj. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. I'd like to start naked with stories. Um, very, 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 very personal stories. Okay. Uh, and for, to this day, anybody who was in high school or college with me knows that um, I'm Taj in SWV. Like, that's me. Like, everybody knows. Like, so... So you don't understand, like every dance y'all did, there would be my dance slap on the hip, like just whatever it was. Like I had this one thing that people would always in college remember about me. And that was that I swore I was you because I uh, was in SWV. Can't sing to save my life, but thank you for the the representation was there. So what you all did was, and, and, and that's how I start this first question. You gave you gave life to a generation uh, of brown girls who were socially acceptable, pretty and popular in the mainstream. Have you ever thought about what you all did as a group, what it represented for so many? I did not think about that until later in life. As I was in my 20s, that's the last thing I was thinking about, that I'm changing people's lives because my life was going through changes I had issues with how I looked. I had issues with my size, my weight. Child, I've been on so many diets. Everything you could think of, I tried because in my 20s, I didn't realize my worth. I just thought I'm, I had this wonderful career. I'm able to perform. But I had no idea that whatever I was doing was changing someone else's life because I was going through life changes myself. What were your issues with what you look like? I, Because on the outside looking in, we're like, she's beautiful. She's a model. She's perfect. Okay. Look, let me tell you, I'm just very fortunate that SWV came out in the 90s before social media. <laughs> in the 90s, I used to get ringed. I mean, you can't even imagine how many times I was told I looked like a man and how ugly I was. So I'm mm. sitting there going through my own changes. How can I help somebody change when I'm sitting there fighting the forces myself? Oh, man, that's awful. So, so can you imagine that now with social media. So if you were told that and then you all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, right, you you get into this group and you have this success overnight, the messaging changes, correct? Like you're not being told that you're not pretty anymore. This happened while I was in SWV. Actually, it didn't start until I was in SWV. 
Are you kidding me right now? I'm so serious. Crazy. I used to I can... battle such low self-esteem in my 20s because, um, yeah, I, I just heard so many negative things. And then I'm, I'm in this group. Of course, I think now, of course, I've realized we're all beautiful, three beautiful black women. But I didn't get the attention. They did. Lily was a little pretty light skin on with this gigantic fat ass. Coco had this amazing voice and I was the other one. Interesting. Okay, so my the reason why I'm shaking my head is because really, truly, perception is everything. On the outside looking in, I'm not even gathering that. Just as a fan, as someone watch, I'm not even gathering that. And the way you carried yourself, for that matter, you really you played the game. Then well, you you pretended acting like it didn't bother me, but I'm able to say that now at 51. I mean, of course, we had to go through our changes in our teens and twenties. I'm so proud of them changes because, oh, I'm such a dime right now, honey. <laughs> I'm a dime. And too bad I don't have any daughters because I could have put that on them. Like, yeah, you could have, but you, you, it's right. It's, <laughs> when you were, when, well, how did you all meet? How did you all come together? I have a little background on how you all met, but I know you all grew up on the East Coast, right? Everybody mm-hmm. lived, you, li- you were in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You, you were, okay. And tell me how you guys all knew one another. Well, Coco and Lily, they have the same godmother. So they okay. knew each other um, through that, that relationship. Coco used to live in Brooklyn for a little while. We had the same friends. So that was, Coco was the bridge. So um, when they were looking for another girl to be in this group so we can get out there and meet new addition, that was the sole goal. <laughs> they called me. <laughs> I was a huge Bobby Brown fan. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> that's it we just here to meet new edition wow 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 this is crazy go on. Yes. yeah right right i love it okay go on <laughs> man and, uh, lily was like you know what we should do this girl group her and coco they were the original members they had uh um i think it was two other girls that really didn't work out that's why they were out looking for another one when i got the call to audition I was very fortunate because the producer at the time, he liked me. <laughs> so I could have come out there singing like uh, Eddie Murphy and Shanae. I was still going to get in that group. You're going to get it because he had a crush on you. He was like, she the one. She deserves it. <laughs> yes. So okay. I was just like grateful that those other girls didn't work out. I always tell people, look, if they had worked out, I may never be here. But oh, that's great. So I'm here today. That's right. So wait, then you guys get together mm-hmm. and you, do you know of them from the neighborhood or they're closer than you, obviously, right? They, those two were really close. I, or, no, well, I mean, they had a, a more um, familial relationship because of their godmother and, and uh, Coco actually lived in the Bronx in Brooklyn. She and her mom went back and forth, but they finally uh, landed in the Bronx where Lily and her had more time together. When I was in high school, I wasn't allowed to go outside. I couldn't, I couldn't use the phone. So I didn't get a chance to hang out with them until I went to college. Okay. Okay. So the, I'm getting the dynamic. And so I'm looking at this dynamic and how it develops and it often changes. But when you guys start the group, um, you guys are fairly even. <laughs> and then you... What, a year after? Help me out. 92, you you guys go to R- RCA, and then a year later, you have an album? Or what? How did that go? How did we get our very first album? So in 91, we found a manager, Maureen Singleton, who 
was very creative at the time. She had these little bottles of Perrier water. She wrapped them up really cute with our demo tape and a picture. I think she put some chocolates or something in there, but she sent them to like every label she could think of. She walked them into their buildings. Most of them said, actually, all of them said no, except for RCA. Now, RCA for nothing, not for nothing. They were like at the bottom of the barrel at the time. They were like the uh, special ed kid of of record labels at the time. (laughs) But they believed in us and they put so much behind us. Kenny Ortiz, he was the uh, A&R at the time. He heard our demo and he he just had a vision and he wanted to work with us. He picked us up and it was history from there. Everything was his vision on that first album. Oh, wow. How great is that? And then the, and then to my surprise, while I'm over here learning every word back to back, getting the remix, the retouch, the redo, the all of it, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking y'all living the life and you're you're having some real true, honest, um, internal growth, struggle issues, all of it, because the world has changed for you. Oh, so yeah. as someone who is um who's lived that life, it's so easy to see how people get derailed now when you look at entertainers. Absolutely. What, what were your biggest your biggest struggles making this transition? I think I was just fearful because I was 18, 19, and um, I didn't have a lot of family. So my biggest fear was if it doesn't work out, what do I do then? I had went to college from high school, but I wasn't the best college student ever. Sure. I got spent three semesters. At a Baruch College in New York, and I say three semesters, and I always tell people I left, but technically I didn't leave. I was kind of asked to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just yeah, yeah. get on out of here, ma'am? After three yeah. semesters, my GPA uh-huh. was like one point seven. So I always say I left. No, that's not uh-huh. true. <laughs> uh-huh. They ask, they they politely asked you to leave. It's a twist yeah, on that. Yeah, it's okay. so many words, you know. I'm, I'm okay. gonna let them have that. I'm gonna let them have it. Okay. But yeah, that was my biggest fear, was fear of failure. I was just so worried that if this didn't work out, I literally left everything behind. Where do I go from there? And and I don't know what I would have done. I I believe my first thought was the military because my Mm -hmm. brother was in the Marines. So I thought maybe if it didn't work out, that would be my next step because I I didn't have a plan B. I didn't have a fallback. I didn't have any family to run to. It was just me. it's so interesting just how when luck, fate, destiny, whatever just falls your way, it changes everything. Yeah. Because your plan was like, I don't know where I'm going, but I end up a part of this amazing group. Exactly. Um, be honest. Did we love it? Did we love it while we and were in it? So many things you love about it, but the industry is is ferocious. It is just, I don't know if you've seen Kanye's uh, documentary how he was just he just felt like nobody cared oh the industry is is a dragon and it will eat you alive if you're not ready so um yeah yeah i had fun but there was definitely some times where i i was in a corner crying you'll see we're actually working on our biography it'll be on lifetime next year oh lord i'm just hoping they get every avenue in there well the thing is is that i Whenever I think of successful groups or entre- or duos or even, you know, two plus more groups, uh-huh. I always think 
it must be so hard to be in that group because right now they're at the top of their game. Those are five egos, five personalities, five this, five that, five mm-hmm. managers, five. You know, I could even imagine the internal strife that exists. While you may love your 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 teammate, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean, your band member, you there's an internal strife that exists because I've been a part of that. I've been on this television show where it was really great, and the internal strife was like, whoa, we just it, it was it was unbelievable. Or I hear like when I hear the stories about Regis and um not Kelly. Regis and Kathy Lee, but oh. Regis and Kelly, yeah, like. I thought she was as happy she ever got. As happy she was miserable. He made her miserable when he rest in peace. So with that, I feel like women have a tendency to wear their feelings on their sleeves when they're feeling away. Oh, did you have you ever experienced that? Maybe during a concert, during a show, um, was there ever a moment you're like, "Oh, I get on my nerves." My safe space was the stage. When I hit okay. the stage. I'm, I'm eating ice cream and I'm just in a fairy tale because I right. love the stage. It was after the stage or before the stage where all the, the stress would be. Um, I actually wrote a book about women and all the crap that we go through. Um, uh-huh. They hate uh-huh. her, how to avoid the beat yes. down and live yes. in a drama free world. Because sadly, women and our little hormones, we cannot get along, but for so long. And it, it was tough. You have three women in this group, a female manager. And, oh, yeah. We had our little moments. We had our yeah. little moments. <laughs> you're like, girl, you don't even know. I can only imagine. And oh, then, and you're, but you're not alone. You hear these stories and yeah. it just lets me know that people are human. But at the end of the day, you can still come back together, whether it be a, whether it be for like a miss y'all, let's get this Absolutely. bread, let's do whatever I have to do. Like you can still, like all of that didn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I try to explain to people now, especially these younger acts, um, communication is key. You don't have to like me. You don't have to uh, be around me 24 hours a day, but we have a job to do. This is something we chose to do. So how do we do it? Do it professionally, do it well and walk away with that bag. That's what you have to do. At the, oh gosh, <laughs> words that warm my heart. Walk away with the bag. Those Walk words that my bag. my heart jumped out of my chest because I told totally <laughs> you, <laughs> I want my money. I ain't fooling with y'all. Okay, imagine? this job is one of the best jobs I've ever had. I literally work for no more than sixty minutes, and I can buy a card at night. Hello, <laughs> like everybody. everybody Act up, act right, get yourself together. Yes, correct. Wow. When you say it like that, it's like, get out of your feelings. Like, you be like, get out of your feelings. At least an hour, just an hour. Yeah, or just an hour. And before, and we go back to what we were doing before. Yeah. You, um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you as we talk about, uh, and I, and I do this in my, and when I set everyone up, this really is a moment of like a rite of passage for me. Cause I just love SWV. Love oh, you. Always thank you. I, when I, I'll call one of my girlfriends when I'm done. I'm like, girl, guess who I talked to today? And she, you know, like we do this thing. Like when, so like if you have a really good girlfriend from school, she'll be like, you know what, Taj, your attitude sucks today. You know what I mean? Like she'll just let me know if I'm being, like she'll just give me, call me who my, my, my alter ego from college, which I, I think is great. I call so yeah, right, 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 right. And so I was, we were so excited about Versus. It was an event. Your Versus was an event. I think I interviewed your husband probably a week after that too oh, and yeah? of course at the end, and then at the end i was like okay look we got to, I, I can't let you go we gotta talk about what happened he's just like he's like okay fine <laughs> like you know like fine we'll talk about it because i just could not let him go this is like my first season of this podcast anyway uh-huh. nonetheless 
we we do a little dinner party because we we about to perform. Yeah. And everyone on the West Coast, I don't know if it was regional, I don't know how it went, but everybody on the West Coast was like SWV is gonna win. No questions asked. This is silly. <laughs> why are we here? And then th- whatever went on, there was all these different things that were happening. I do want to tell you though, I scored you guys at the winner because let me tell you something. I get ahead of myself. But when y'all did the boom kick slap, I was like, oh shit, boom kick slap. Like, don't don't play with me today. This is me being happy right now. I'm fangirling for a moment. Okay, so let's go back. Okay. What was happening? What was happening during the the verses? What was going on? Because y'all was supposed to win off top with the 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 voice, the thing, right? And then something was going on. What was happening? The first half was a little traumatic because yeah, we, had, okay. we had there was a lot going on. I, I can't okay. speak for the other side and all that stuff that happened, but within my camp, Coco had a major mal uh, wardrobe malfunction. Her outfit that she chose to wear, it didn't come out right. It was just, it was, it was not right. Let me just put you like that. So she had to literally borrow her girlfriend's outfit. Now her girlfriend's like maybe a a size or two smaller than her, but it was spandex. She pulls this outfit up and the minute she sat down, it split right down the ass. (laughs) Oh, so we're distracted. Yes. And she was really upset about it. Of course, she's worried she's going to be embarrassed. She's, she was crying before we went out. She was just, I mean, in full, just trauma mode. So when she sat down in the pants split, it just took that trauma to a whole nother level. And I didn't realize, Lily and I both, we didn't realize that the pants had split. She's just sitting there quiet. And we're like, girl, move. What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. She, she ain't feeling. Y'all, y'all like something's going on. We don't know what's going on. We okay, were all okay. just sitting there like, okay, this is not how this was supposed to go. So it's she's on stage hoping not to be a meme on like, you know, the shade room or something because yeah. she split down the middle in the back. I mean, and she got a big ass. So yeah, <laughs> that was you out don't. there. It was out yeah, there. you don't you don't want to show nobody that. That's nobody's business she right now. Okay? If she moved, the whole room was gonna go black. That ass oh. was hanging out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that <is> crazy. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, okay, this makes sense. Okay, go on. So then what happened? So after what well, we made it through the first half because like I said, it wasn't till toward maybe the end of the first half that she whispered to me, my pants are split. Because I'm like, if you don't move, I'm nudging her. I felt the energy of like, let's get it together. Like, yeah. the, you, you know, okay, go on. So then. that's when she whispered to me, her pants have split. And I'm like, you took this long to tell us this shit. We could have been yeah. up and moved yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. Y'all still was winning, though. Y'all still was winning. Go yeah, ahead. <laughs> but yeah, so I just told her, let's just get through this, this part right here. Just kind of pick up your, your pace. You, you really, you look angry. And when I got back after that first half, I looked at my phone. Everything was like, Coco is man. She's mean. She's ugly. She's this. She's that. So I showed her. I said, look, we have got to turn this around. Look at what they're saying. This is going to be more hurtful than them pants. Let's yeah. go. So we switched up our outfits while we were on stage and ran literally to Target or wherever they went. They got her some pants that could fit. We switched up the jackets, put on the sweatshirts, and she came out. <laughs> she finally came out. 
Let me tell you something. And we, she didn't, well, like I said, she didn't tell us. We didn't know either. We were like, we immediately, we, because we are, we speak for everyone. Mm -hmm. Team SWV was like, okay, now that they're in relaxed clothes, they really about to tear it up. And y'all did the boom, kick, 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 clack. And I was like, okay, we're back. We're back. (laughs) Yeah. And and she seemed very much more relaxed. I just was like, we have to change our outfits. We thought the outfit was uncomfortable, but we didn't know what was going on. We were like, Y'all, y'all, come on, y'all. You know how we were. Leggings were two legs <laughs> by the time we were off that stage. <laughs> I was like, that is a waste of $3,600 just split down the middle. Gucci know they need stronger threads. Yeah, hello. I, that's why you don't try. I don't fool with them. So I saw that they were having their concerns and, and they ran out of song. So they went to Candy's, you know, song. And then you guys exchanged. Like, oh, I didn't know we were doing that. Now, now do you guys rehearse? Petty. I was being petty, Betty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, Mariah's here now, too? Okay. <laughs> I was like, so was that rehearsed? Was the, um, oh, we do Mariah now. Oh, Mariah's here. Okay. I was yeah, like, oh. Playing by the hip, but I was definitely being petty, Betty. Every time they did somebody else's song, I'm like, TLC in the house. Yeah. <laughs> now, that is that rehearsed or just you felt you felt that way? Well, we didn't know that they were going to bring that many people out. Well, we were told that you could only have 20 people as a whole because of COVID. So literally, I could bring my husband and my son. Nobody else could have more than two people because we had to have our, our uh, people that worked for us there. Okay. So that was it. But from what I understand, don't quote me, there were threats that they would not show up if everyone couldn't come with them now. I don't, I can't confirm that, but there were 10 times more people there for them than it was for us. So, yeah. So it felt, and they had it in Atlanta too. So it felt very, Yeah, it felt like it was home court advantage. Oh, it was definitely home court advantage. But this is what I tell people: I give them credit. They put their show on. They had they came very well prepared. They look amazing. They, they look good. Thing. They the look good. I was like, don't lie. <laughs> I mean, and then there's that because they looked amazing. They they they, they sound great. I was like, okay. And I was like, all right, name brand, name brand, name brand. We cute, we cute, we cute. Everybody, it's first of all, you guys were all flawless. Everybody was beautiful. Thank you. But when we all had settled, when everyone had settled from that first half and we didn't know what was going on when we had settled, <laughs> y'all came out. It was like, <clears throat> let me just, <laughs> playtime's over. Like, we're, we're here. You guys ready? You guys yeah. ready? You guys ready to close it out? Because we got up. All of us did the routine. It was just, it was a really sad affair to see a bunch of grown ass women trying to repeat what y'all was doing. We didn't know what we was doing. We can't even dance, but it was, it was everything. So what was the response? What did you hear fairly? Like, you know, don't be too high. Don't be too low. Don't be too hard on yourself. What did you hear the response when it was all said and done? Well, the response was a great, of course, we got a lot of flack about the first half. It's like, where were y'all? Y'all boy, this and this and that. Yeah. But the second half, we got great reviews over. And yeah. Again, like escape that we're about to actually do a tour with them. So I, mean, I love them to death. Never Candy was at my wedding. Like when I was yeah. trying to do a solo album, Candy and yeah. Tiny helped me produce it. So there is no ill will at all. Of course. But I mean, the songs. Y'all won. They could have sang all day long, but you can't change yeah. the record sales with them hits. <laughs> 
And on top of that, though, no one no one wants to do this because everyone says, oh, we all, everyone won, everyone won tonight. And it's true. You introduce your music to an yeah. entire new generation. But at the end of the day, the reason why you all were able to get to a certain level, because everyone's competitive. Like, you want to compete. Like, yeah, I want to be here. I want. They, they got, they was in the gym. They was getting ready. Y'all was getting ready. It was a competition. It was a competition. This is not the bur- That's why it's, it, it, the title in itself is a competition. Versus. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not trying to hear that we weren't ready to kill it. And then at the end of the day, you're like, well, we won. Um, okay, so it was great. Thank well, you for letting me relive that moment. we even did the show, we all had a, a little Zoom conference call and um, we were discussing what songs were going to be used. And of course, they wanted to use the songs that they had written. And I'm like, go ahead. <laughs> Do it. Use those songs. <laughs> Do what you need to do. <laughs> what are you? Not enough songs. You guys need. Okay, you go ahead. You, whatever if that's what you have to do to quote unquote win. Like, do what you got to do, babe. All right, don't go anywhere. We got Taj on the podcast. She's giving us more stories that you do not want to miss. We'll be back after we pay some bills. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me 
was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. That girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Get naked with Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Naked. I'm glad you just, you know, either fast forwarded or listened to the commercials, whatever the case. Here's Taj. What is this tour that you guys are going on? You you guys have already been out, though, a few times, no? We've been out. Well, we did a couple shows with them on their Great Escape tour when they okay, first okay. got back together. But okay, this okay. time, we're uh, going to do Escape SWV, the co-headline tour. And, and it's supposed to happen uh, next year, or maybe toward the end of the year, but definitely next year if we can't get it oh, all together. Um, and we're working on another little secret with us two, two groups together to just set it all off. But it should be fun. It should be fun. You said you guys are doing a documentary or a biography uh-huh. on SWV. I hope that, I hope that, which you, it's probably already put in, I hope that you guys are talking about the impact that you had on the culture. Um, for, for, for our viewers who, who might be, you know, born in 1998, talk to me about the, the impact you feel that SWV now in hindsight realize that you all had on the culture, on, on Black women, but on the culture and on, on the music industry? Well, I think one of the things that we changed uh, when we came out was the perception of how ladies, girls, women are supposed to look. We were the the uh, sister side of the new Jack Swing, new Jill Swing. So we we weren't girly. We had our little oversized pants, which I missed that because girl, now I'm trying to hide all these hips and stuff. Yeah. I missed those clothes. <laughs> But we were more the the rough tomboys of the industry, mm-hmm. and it it was it was I guess um, refreshing to some people who felt like that that was more of what they wanted to do and what they wanted to be, opposed to constantly having big hair, big eyelashes, much makeup, all this stuff. We yeah. were literally the girls next door, so we gave those girls who looked at us the right to be normal, yeah. and that was fun. That's amazing. And and on top of that, to look like I told you what it meant for me, I was just like, I can relate. I feel that. I understand that. That makes sense to me. You know what I mean? A lot of yeah. people couldn't see that yeah. in themselves, in, in, in what they called mainstream. Mm-hmm. What about in terms of the music? Where do you, how would you describe each one of you lyrically? Like Coco sang most lead songs. Mm-hmm. What did, what, how would you say your role? What was your role? What was Lee Lee's role? Lily and I, and this will be in our our biography because people seem to think that we couldn't or we didn't want to do leads. That wasn't the case at all. But you'll understand that once you see the uh, biography. Mm -hmm. 
Coho's voice is undeniably one of the best voices I've ever heard in my life. I've never heard that girl hoarse one day in my life. I've never heard her uh, have a bad day vocally. Her range only gets higher. She was just blessed. She's like the Michael Jordan of singing. She's there with Whitney and Mariah, all of them. So she she's our best foot forward. So it made sense to put her out there. Did we want her to go out there as much? Of course not. Nobody wants to stand in the background and, and be overlooked. But um, Lily has this beautiful falsetto, this beautiful... Uh, uh, um, slow tone that she she has and it's unfortunate not a lot of people get to hear it unless we're live that's when we do our singing um i think i have a nice alto that that complements both of those voices mm-hmm. but again people don't get to really hear all of that unless we're on stage and i went through a part where i had to have vocal ser- ther- um i'm sorry surgery i had a polyp um a bleeding polyp on my cords so i literally mm-hmm. last 2019, I'm literally on stage lip syncing every word and it was just killing me because I felt like I couldn't do what I love to do. But yeah, I I think regardless of what people say, our blend is is special to me. I think it's smooth, it's it's very clear and clean and I love that part. In your biography, do you get into why you all weren't allowed to sing lead on any songs? Because that was yeah. the rumor as to why you all broke up. Like y'all was like, and, but it, no, uh, it was a whole other reason why we broke up, child. Oh, give it to I us. <laughs> but 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 any any fan knows that you could sing and Lily could sing. When you guys had your parts, like, oh, they have a nice voice. Yeah, we can sing. Like, we may not be yeah, a no one know, but everybody can be go go. Yeah, I I didn't think I didn't feel like you couldn't sing. I just felt like that might have been as a fan what the what the messaging was. Yeah, how, it was. What, it truly oh, okay. Was. Did how frustrating was that for you? It it was frustrating, but for me, I tell you, uh, back then, I guess I didn't show it, but I was so shy. I had horrendous stage fright and anxiety whenever I stepped on that stage, and I think part of that was because. I didn't think I could live up to what people was expecting whenever we would sing because they wanted us all to sound like Coco. I would just, I would just, I was actually after a while happy. Give me that background, that microphone, and I'll stand right back here in the dark. Nobody has to see me. So it, it was a lot. It was a lot, but we moved forward. And like I said, yeah, now yeah. Yeah. it's nothing. It's something, yeah. Well, no, it's a, it's it is what it is. And 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 by the way, the industry has changed so much. Everyone has different personalities, mm-hmm. and and what we're missing, I think, now is like the new additions and the SWVs and the boys and men. We don't have any of those groups anymore. Those groups that you no, are the TLCs, male or female, they're all gone. They're just not, we're they're gone, and everyone. And then there's a bunch of, in my opinion voices that and sounds that are very similar and I can't di- differentiate sometimes. I'm like, oh, is that who? Oh, I thought that was her because they, mm-hmm. okay, they, you know, very few, you know, very few people in my opinion stand out. Yeah. I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. That's just how it was. So when I think of <clears throat> all the things that you were all able to do in my mind, I guess it would have been weird, I guess, in that my to see something different from SWV. I just <laughs> felt like, you know, you get, you know, back in there, we had 13, 14, 15 tracks on it. <laughs> you know, you, I can get one or two. Yeah, right. You know, one or two back in the day. Okay. So now I look at all the things that you've been able to accomplish during and post. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we have to talk Survivor. I read that you responded to a casting call on Survivor. Is that true? No. It was a Okay, so I thought someone called and said, we're looking for the wife of a Oh, okay, well, yeah, that was, I didn't respond. I didn't know anything about it. I had never watched before or after I went on. So tell me that you knew nothing about it. You're like, sure, I'll do it. It's fun. Yeah, so yeah, I did. You know why? Because I thought it was a television show. I didn't realize it was an actual reality show. And I say that because reality television these days is not reality. They have all right, these right, story right. lines, all these things that are all contrived and set up. That's not reality. They just don't want to pay you your SAG fees, so they call them the right. reality. But you're acting, okay? Right, 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 right. But I went on this show thinking that we're going to put in 8, 12 hours of shooting. You go back to your hotel, shower, get cleaned up, come back. They throw some dirt on you and you keep it moving. No, those cameras never go off. <laughs> they mm-hmm. never go off. And you do not have toilet tissue. That is a survivor. You out there surviving. (laughs) This is not what I signed up for. (laughs) You are surviving. Yes. (laughs) Go ahead. ahead. If I had a knife, I probably would have killed somebody for some food. It was just horrible. It was, let me take that back. It wasn't horrible. It was very different from what I had ever experienced. I'm from New York. I've never been out in the wild to survive. But you did so well. So maybe that's the same skill set, that hustler skill set was applied. I think that was just Brooklyn on full mode, survival mode. Like Survivor is the original squid game without killing. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Did you tell me, like, were there ever times, I'm sure there were, where you're like, I'm quitting. I don't want to. Was it? Was it? It was season 18, right? It was season 18. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. And so you elimination ceremony. I'm like, this is my chance. This is my chance. <laughs> really? Oh my god! You want it out? Those bugs were relentless. Everything was bigger and bolder in in Jalapal, Brazil. They had these little things, and I'm not gonna call them little because they were gigantic. Called bot flies. That when they bite you, they deposit their larva under your skin. I was chewed from head to toe everywhere. The only thing those bugs didn't get was my face because I would literally sleep with that buff over my face because one thing you will not do is touch this right here. Hello, don't mess with my moneymaker. How am I make this money? You cannot mess with this. I got to make my money. Don't mess with my moneymaker. I know all about it. Yes, the frogs were like as big as puppies. I mean, it was just, it it was crazy. So. Yeah, okay. I, when so, I started to get my skin, I was ready to go. I was like depositing things under my skin. I was like, I got I gots to go. Okay. So let's talk about just the aspect of staying cute. Like you just, when'd you give that up? Cause I would have been like, what about my lashes? <laughs> you what, couldn't you, take any of that with you. What'd you take? Cause how'd you stay cute? What'd you take with you? What were you allowed to take with it you? It must've just been my natural look because you had nothing, nothing. Only thing I did was I braided my hair because I knew I wouldn't be able to comb my hair in, in two months out in the wild. Just wasn't going to work for no black girl's hair. So I made sure I had braids in my hair. But other than that, you have nothing, nothing. You don't even have a toothbrush, honey. Everybody's breath smelled like ass. <laughs> they, that's just rude. You're surviving. You're surviving. I give everybody credit. Those people who go on that show like three or four times, they have mental issues. <laughs> so so when you get eliminated, disappointment, relief, a little bit of both. When I was eliminated, I made it to the final four. 
by the time I was eliminated, uh, I was disappointed because my alliance, they, they, they dogged me out. I'm a, yeah. they're lucky. I love them. Cause like I could have them up real good, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe the reason that they blindsided me was because they were worried I would win. I yes. was just a likable person. Everybody liked me. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's what wins sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And they were worried mm-hmm. that if I went to the final mm-hmm. two, I would probably win. So they, yeah. had to, they had to go ahead and blindside <laughs> me. I'll let them live. Cold-blooded, cold-blooded. It's a cold <laughs> world out there. Overall, though, how'd that experience really sit in your spirit when you got home? I wouldn't you change it. I wouldn't change it for the world. I had yeah. a great time aside from all the starvation and bug bites. I lost 29 pounds in 37 days. <laughs> Ladies, this is a commercial for survival yes. weight loss. Yes. One of the reasons I think people love me is because I was like, here, you can eat this. I was trying to starve off my baby weight. Shoot. Hey, yeah. Like, and you, did you really want to eat any of that? Were you hungry? Oh, I didn't do no bugs. That's one thing yeah, I was okay. not going to do. Okay. Like those kids, some of the younger players were like, let me just taste it. You do that. I'm not eating no damn bugs. What I look like. <laughs> but when I came home, I had a whole new sense of appreciation and gratitude for everything I've been blessed with. I remember standing under the, the moonlight out in the in the forest and everything was just lit so beautifully. I thought it was gorgeous. But I'm like, there are people who actually live here every day and have to go through this with no food, having to kill whatever they eat, all those things. I come home to this gigantic house, beautiful cars, everything you can imagine. And I was just so grateful that I could give that to my son. Mm, That's beautiful. That's beautiful. What a great, great perspective. I think that you have been able to um, really, you know, it's not it's not possible to have it all, but you've had it all at different times. Mm -hmm. Um, The great career um, still, you know motivating, speaking, writing, um, still very active, still in your career. Then you have a husband and kids and people look and think, can we have it all? And I've been told you can just at different times. So you um, are married to Eddie George. Obviously I work in sports, so that's Mm -hmm. how I know him. And people, most people are fans of his on this podcast because they love sports. Mm -hmm. And how are you able to take what you do as an entertainer, what he did as a football player, although after you guys were at the latter stages of your career when you married, I believe, mm-hmm. but when y'all first got together, y'all was, y'all both was popping. Y'all was in, y'all was out there. Actually, when we first met, he was my fan first. I met him in Florida at the Mall of Florida while he was there for the Citrus Bowl. I was there with my ex-boyfriend. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. he came up with a <laughs> autograph. I was like, all right, here you go, deuces. And he always like, he'll bring that up to this day. You dissed me. I didn't know you. What the hell was I supposed to do? I signed an autograph. <laughs> he want what are we going to do? Have dinner? <laughs> yeah, I got to go. I'm with my boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. So that next year, he, he had won the Heisman. And it just so happens I was uh, going through a breakup with that particular guy that was with the year before. My girlfriend took me to Chaz and Wilson's to get my mind off of things. That's that's a jazz. It used to be a really hot spot back in the nineties where uh okay. open mic. Um yeah, it was it was really cool back then. So he was there with a friend celebrating. My girlfriend saw him and was like, Oh, that's a nice guy, you guys should connect and hook up. When we walked over to meet him, he reminded me that he had met me the year before and I'm like, I don't remember you, but okay. We uh-huh. exchanged phone numbers. 
for like two weeks we talked and then I told him I was going back to my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I told him that yep, and uh, we didn't talk for like two years. I couldn't stand him because within them two years, he started dating okay. my girlfriend. Oh, really? Right? He started dating yeah. my girlfriend. He called himself hooking us up. He started dating her. Oh, no. Okay, so then you don't talk to her no more. I know that. Actually, I do because. Oh, you guys are friends. Okay, good. Bitch, but I'm going to let that go. So, okay. <laughs> Petty Betty, I'm telling you. <laughs> but, like, two years later, I ran into him at Russell Simmons Fashion Show during All Star Weekend. And long story short, I was in the fashion show. He was just there hanging out. I got on the stage and was ready to leave. I had on a t-shirt and some sweats. I wanted to stop at the bar to get something to drink before I left. And as I was walking toward the bar, he was walking away from the bar and we literally bumped into each other. And that was 24 years ago. And so, but you guys kept seeing each other. So that was it. You yeah, just had, did, right it was on. destiny. It was destiny. Yeah. 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 You, you guys were supposed to be together. Apparently, because he just wouldn't stop following me. Where <laughs> you go? So then you have this relationship. You have kids. They are into sports. I see you post your babies all the time. They're not babies; they're grown, grown, grown babies. Grown babies. Um, uh, you're twenty. You have a twenty-five year old, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. your oldest, and then another one who just went to college. He plays football in college. What's his no, name? No, no, my youngest. He's seventeen. He got an oh, offer from Furman University. Congratulations! Thank you. Is he gonna go there? We don't know. He's still uh, looking at other schools. He's been getting a lot of uh, invitations from other schools, but that was the first one we had gone to as a go-see, and he loved it. I love the campus, actually. They're more focused on education. I know he wants to play sports, but I'm like, boy, you're going to need that degree when you're done. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And do you, do you feel like early on they felt like they had to live in their father's footsteps as a football player? I think my oldest son went through that more. He's my stepson, actually. <laughs> During them two years when Eddie and I weren't together, he had a baby also. He was busy. <laughs> <laughs> Brother was busy, okay? I'm like, why don't you take a nap? <laughs> so, <laughs> you are funny. I'm like, wait. I'm like, <laughs> Look, I was like, as long as I wasn't there and it wasn't on yeah, my Yeah, you're right. You're, like, yeah, it's fine. You're going to love him like one of your own. Okay, yeah, exactly. On. So my, my oldest son, who I met when he turned a year old, that's when Eddie and I started dating. He, I think he felt more um, more pressure to live up to Eddie's standards uh-huh. from other people because Eddie never pressured them. to do. Actually, he didn't even want them to play sports until it turned 12. He wanted to keep their bodies from having all that pounding from him so he uh never encouraged them to play sports they just wanted to my oldest son he got a full scholarship to vanderbilt university to play football but he got hurt a lot so he couldn't realize his dream of playing and i think that bothered him a lot um yeah so after he graduated which he did early because he's super smart he's now at Mm -hmm. usc film school he wants to be a director he changes his his. Oh, congratulations! That's great. Yeah, he started as an engineer major at Vanderbilt, and that left like in what first semester. I, I yeah. think it was too much to handle with football and all that yeah. uh, that rigorous work. So he switched his major to econ, and then he decided he wanted to film and direct our movies. So he I, to I, that, that's great. Look, you yeah. gotta go. You, 
please, I I know so many people when I was in college, change your major four or five times so you find yeah, your passion. That's even then, that's when you And even then it. you change it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's so wonderful. That is so wonderful. So yeah. what's next? You, what are you doing for your outside of you guys touring? I know they yeah. are, and I know you are, you've already written. I think you read two two books or one. Two books, yes. Two books. Mm-hmm. Do you have any projects that are your baby projects that you're working on for yourself right now? Yes, my priority right now is my CBD skincare line called Tajmatology. Oh. It's it's uh, infused with copper and ashwagandha to relax and smooth the skin, release the wrinkles, yeah. all natural. I'm, I am a product whore and I've tried just about everything, but there seems to always be some kind of, for me, some kind of side effect of those products. So I wanted to do mm-hmm. something more natural. Um, and I, I just started working on like the chemist to get some ideas together, told them what I like and, and it's coming along. It should be out toward the end of this year. I lo- I'm all for any kind of, my, my girlfriend's just, did something simple, similar to that. I'm lo- I love all products, so I'm oh, all for yeah. all products. You post oh, that, yeah. I'm, you got a, you got a client right away. <laughs> good, well, good. I'll make oil. sure I get you some. Yeah, this everything else. Um, I think we have it all. You have been such a pleasure. This is you don't understand sure. how happy I am. I know people tell you that, but you you were really a part of my my rite of passage, my my growing up. You helped me find my sexy and I'm still pretty and all the things, right? Well, when I was you. when I was just a little insecure, little 19-year-old trying to figure it out, I looked at you and I thought, that, okay, she's beautiful. Like, oh, okay, gosh, thank you. Like, right? Like, you see it. So thank you for that. And you should get your roses while you're alive, always. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. I was so excited to have Taj here. Like, I, as you guys heard, I'm fawning. But what I love for her... What I really, truly love for her, and I mentioned this, you can have it all, maybe not all at once, but as a mother, as a wife, as a woman who has a successful career, as a woman who's still thriving and doing what she wants to do, I believe it's possible. It may not all work at the same time, and it may not be all the things you want at the same time, but it can happen. And she's a living example of that, and I love it. Last but not least, next week is going to be a good one. So make sure y'all tune in and celebrate your girl. Help her out. Listen to the podcast. We're doing well. Just getting started in season two. And I'm having some of my faves on. So indulge me. Listen to me talk about some of my faves. Uh, Naked coming at you next week. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions.